Hi, I'm Jennifer Isabella, your host for Forrester's podcast, What It Means, where we explore the major changes in the market influencing executive priorities. On today's episode, we'll hear a session from Forrester's Summit EMEA event last fall, featuring principal analyst Jennifer Rouse. She'll provide four actionable tips for marketing leaders to successfully present to their company's board. And if you like what you hear today, check out our upcoming B2B Summit North America event where B2B marketing, sales, and product thought leaders and practitioners will share insights and advice for success in 2021. To learn more about the event, visit 4.com slash summit 2021. That's F-O-R-R.com slash summit 2021. Let's take a listen. Hello, welcome to presenting to the board. Um, this is actually one of my favorite things to talk about, although the experience is not always positive. So I'm going to I'm going to help you get through that today. What we're going to talk about today are the four keys to success to make the board presentation a little easier for you and a little bit more enjoyable. I'm Jennifer Rouse. I'm an analyst here at Forrester, and I've done these presentations quite a bit. And have you ever prepared so much for something and you go in and you know you've done a great job and you've told them how amazing your team is and all the wonderful things you've done. Marketing is is the best thing since sliced bread. And then you stop and you're waiting for them to clap for you and tell you how great you are. And then all of a sudden they start peppering you with questions. And next thing you know, you're not in a board meeting, you're in an inquisition. And you're like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm an amazing marketer and my team is amazing. I just told you how amazing we are. Why are you doing this to me? Why are you attacking me? Well, once you understand that they're not really attacking you, it's really that maybe you didn't present the story in the right way, or maybe you didn't appeal to the right person in their language, you'll find out it's not so much an inquisition as much as them trying to understand what you were presenting. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through some recommendations and I'm going to show you what I would present as well. And maybe that'll help you avoid the inquisition situation. The first thing is there are four things to remember when you have to present to the board. One, prepare, 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 prepare. Make sure you have your data. Make sure you have your message, your storyline. Make sure you are ready for that presentation. The second thing is to socialize. You don't want to go in with brand new metrics that maybe the head of sales hasn't seen or your CEO hasn't seen. You want to make sure they kind of know already what you're going to say. The other thing is when you present, there are a few things you need to be aware of in the actual board meeting. And I'll walk you through an actual presentation. So that, that'll help you a little bit there. And then the fourth is to respond. This is the part everyone forgets. In the middle of a presentation, someone's going to have a question. They're going to have some issue. They're going to have a recommendation. We say yes. We talk about it. We do the parking lot. But do we ever go back and follow up on it? A lot of times we don't. So I'll give you some recommendations on that as well. So let's jump in. The preparation part, this is the most important part. And you can do this before you ever look at, at actually presenting. Just go ahead and take a look at the people you normally present to, the board members, an executive leadership team, even a committee you're trying to sell to. Take a look at the individual members and think about their engagement level. Are they the ones that ask questions all the time or are they the ones that kind of sit back? They're not really engaged, they don't really care. You really want to favor your presentation to the ones that are more engaged because those are the ones that are probably going to help push your idea or stop it. Likewise, those that are really unengaged, you might want to take a look at them and pull them in. You don't want them you know, not engaged and then not favoring something for you. So look at those that are high and try to tailor to them. Those that are low, maybe pull them in a little bit. 
from an orientation standpoint, this is probably the most important part for me, in my opinion. We, are, we do audience frameworks all the time as marketers, and we look at our persona. We look at how they buy and what they want to buy and in what language they want it in, what assets they want. But we don't do that when we're selling to our internal customers, like our board members. So take a look at their individual orientation. If one of your board members is more sales oriented, make sure you, you actually frame your message into revenue attainment or quota retirement. If he's more finance oriented, maybe you talk about how marketing programs can impact EBITDA or profit margin. Um, or how you, you're planning to take some uh, some money out of the sales cycle, which is going to help your cost of acquisition. So there's lots of different ways you can appeal to that just by framing it a little differently. If they're more marketing oriented, that's a good and a bad. Sometimes they're going to support you because they understand what you're going through. Sometimes they were marketers a long time ago and they think what they did 10 years ago is still amazing. Um, but either way, with a marketing oriented person, you can kind of work with them a little bit more easily, typically. Product oriented. Almost all of my clients have a CEO who is product oriented. He was part of creating the product and is more of an engineering brain. As a liberal arts brain, a marketing brain, we don't always connect. So take a look at how he likes to see information. Um, is it more a linear format? Is it more laid out in steps and stages as you would de define a product? You can also look at tying your marketing programs to how that product is going to perform or how the product is going to be viewed. So keep in mind, you're not changing your marketing programs. You're changing the way they perceive your marketing programs by understanding their orientation and their engagement level. The second thing is to socialize. I cannot stress this enough. A lot of times we go in, we throw metrics out. It's the first time sales has seen it. It's the first time product has seen it. They don't agree with it. They start questioning it. Then you're in a battle of, is the data correct? Did I make the right analysis off of it or the right assumptions off of the analysis? Don't, don't do this. Don't set yourself up for this trap. What you want to do is go ahead and talk to the head of product, talk to the head of sales, talk to the head of customer success, tell them what metrics you're tracking, see if they agree with it. Is the definition of a lead the same for you as it is for sales? So send things like that. Make sure you're socializing your data and your metrics and your message. The good thing about this is if you've already socialized it, they're going to support you, especially if you have pitched it to them where it helps them. So think about sales here. The next thing is the big part. You've, you've, you've kind of analyzed your audience. You've planned. You've got all your information ready. You've got the story ready. Now you have to present. And I really wanted to dig into this one a little more because this is where the angst is, the actual presentation. So I'm going to walk you through these steps and show you some sample slides. The first thing you want to do is start with the plan. Always go back to your plan. This does not mean that you're going back and presenting your annual plan at every single meeting. We don't have time for that. A lot of times we're given 30 minutes and then something happens and we're given five. We know that because there could be a bigger issue they have to dive into. Going back through your plan is a waste of time if you're cut down to that amount of time. But you want to start with it. Remind them they agreed to this plan. Tell them what part of the plan you're going to uh, address in this message. And then make sure that your message is very focused. We're not talking about individual tactics here. We're talking about a message. What has marketing accomplished? Not all the little stuff we did. Showcase some metrics to support your message and also use those metrics to talk about new things that you want to do. Um, tell them what's coming next. You never want to end a presentation with a, just a look back because that's not positive. Positive is that here's where we're going. So always make sure you have a rewind and a fast forward in your presentation.
You also want to reinforce the message at the end. So starting with a message and then telling everything and then leaving doesn't really leave them with that key message. But following up at the end and having sort of these bookends on it really helps them walk away with what you wanted them to know. It's the same thing we do in marketing where we have a journey that has a message and an endpoint. Same thing. Now, what does this really mean when you're presenting? So these are actual slides I would use. I would start off with the plan. The plan that I like to use with executives is a little different from what I would use for myself. Um, you know, my, my marketing program uh, spreadsheet and dashboard is made much more extensive than this. But for executives, the marketing plan on a page is the best thing I can recommend. It starts with the business goals, which are really, really important. This is about impact to the business. It then aligns your marketing objectives and goals and strategies to that part of the business. What this does is it takes marketing from being a siloed functional group to now being a critical part of the success of the business. So make sure you start with those business goals. Then you want to go into some of your actions and your measurements, the normal stuff that you would talk about. But that first part, business goals to marketing goals is so critical. Now, you should have already presented this plan at the beginning of the year. You may have amended it at the half, but this is a regular presentation. So what I would do is say, remember, this is our plan. Today, I'm going to talk about the second line. We really had an issue with customer retention. We, I was tasked to put my team together and try to find a solution to it. So today, I'm going to talk about what we did to address this issue. So it helps them focus in on your key message, but it also lets them know it's part of the bigger plan that they already approved. The next thing you want to do is really drive into that message. So you've, you've honed them in on this is what we're talking about. Now let's dig deep dive into it. So in order to address the customer retention issue, we decided to do an upsell cross-sell campaign that gives them information that's going to help them use it more. They want to buy more. Now we don't have a retention issue. So we created this campaign called the IT Makes The Difference campaign to really hone in on how important IT is to the business. Our business objective was we were trying to drive 50 million in new upsell cross-sell revenue. We had uh, we decided to create demand programs that focus on our existing customer. I can go through those details another time, but it's a very you know, extensive integrated campaign. Our goals were to influence 10 million in that pipeline. We also wanted to make sure we engaged 80% of our customers. So even if they didn't upsell, they were engaged, which is going to help our retention. And we wanted to find 12 customer advocates, people who would speak for us or maybe sign off on a case study or agree to be interviewed by an editorial staff, something like that. So how did we do? Well, we had some successes, uh, great success. Actually, we had 8 million in marketing source pipeline. Notice it's not the 10 and I'll tell you why. Um, we had a 65% increase in our MQL to SAL conversion rate. So we're being very efficient once we, once we identify an opportunity. So these are great. Our challenges, though, why we missed the mark on our expectations on revenue, we really just don't have an extensive database of CIO contacts. Uh, what we had that, that we went out to turned out to not be clean. We had a lot of kickbacks, so it looks like we need to go get a new list. I've already started the process for that, and we're going to kick that off next month. Also, we just don't have enough business development reps. We have so many leads sitting in the queue right now, and they can't get through them to pass them, so that contributed. Um, to the situation. So the list I can handle, but I'm asking you as a boardroom, you know, can you help me with uh, the business development reps? Those live in sales. We need some more funding for that, um, but we think we can hit our mark if we do that. So you see how you, you take it from just being, here's all the marketing stuff we're doing to 
we were driving to a business goal. We had some successes and we had some challenges. And now I need you as a boardroom to help me out, to tell you, know, let's work on this together. Next, you wanna show them some metrics to back up your statement. So we know that every single board meeting, you're gonna have to do your standard marketing metrics, right? So we know we're gonna have to have our waterfall, our pipeline, influence revenue, all those sorts of things, MQL to SAL. It's fine to show those, we expect to show them. So I would show maybe three of those that are consistent. So have a slide that has three dashboards on it that are very consistent expected metrics, and then throw in a fourth one that's interesting. So for example, with the program that I was just talking about, you were talking about engagement. Well, what does engagement really mean and how does it affect the company? And we all know as marketers, if we can get our CEOs to understand engagement as opposed to MQL, our lives will be so much better because engagement is how you get someone to make a decision. It's really how you take them to that decision point to buy from you. It also helps them go to a decision point to want to stay with you. So Engagement is so, so powerful and so important. It's just something not well understood outside the marketing world, quite frankly. This is how you can start to position them to look at engagement as being really powerful. So one thing I'll show you here, I, I would never show my entire marketing dashboard here. And I've done that. That's how I had the inquisition situation. I've shown my entire spreadsheet of activities and all my craziness that I'm monitoring on a regular basis. And I actually had a board member dig into a soft bounce number. And I'm like, soft bounce number? What does that matter? I mean, that's just an operational metric I'm monitoring because we're going to a certain part of the market where that can be an issue. But he dug into it and thought we were failing because our soft bounces were up. Well, come to find out our soft bounces were up because we were targeting government and government has a lot of restrictions on their emails. And so we were getting a lot of those soft bounces that were that were not hard bounces. They were accurate emails. But that's something I have to manage within my functional group. That's not something the board member really needs to be concerned with. So my caution, never show a board member something that you do not want them to dig into. I cannot stress that enough. Only show what you are willing to discuss at that time. Make sure that your metrics are aligned to your message. They reinforce your message. They do show what the board members expect to see, but you're not showing them more than they need to see to distract them. The next thing I would show is what's coming next. You always wanna give them a reason to be excited about what you're doing. So whether your rewind was positive or negative, you really wanna say, okay, now here's what we're doing. Let's get excited. I need you behind me on this. You may have to ask for funding. You may have to ask for support, or you may just be asking them to, to sign off, to nod. Um, remember your board members are very influential. They have large social groups. They have large contact groups where if you give them something that's interesting and ask them to amplify it for you, say over Twitter or something like that, nine times out of 10, they will. But you have to give them a reason. You have to pique their interest. They should see that it's important. They should want to put their name behind it. So what I would do is show things visually. Um, this is a quick way to get people to understand what you're putting out there. They may be interested in a certain piece and want to forward that. Um, but you also want to put it into the context of the campaign. So the campaign should always follow a decision-making path. Education, solution, and selection is our recommended path. It's not just a marketing thing. It's really how customers make decisions. So they go from this education piece. That's not just branding, by the way. It's more loosening the status quo, giving them some other options to think about. Solution is tying your offering to that issue. 
And then selection is really justifying them making the choice to be with you. So that process, that uh, information process and decision-making process is what your campaign should follow. Putting it in this very simple one, two, three method methodology really helps people understand what you're trying to do. Next, wrap it up. Make sure you close off your, your conversation. You don't wanna just leave it hanging. You wanna make sure they're getting the message you were originally talking about. So in this case, I would present it a little differently. You don't wanna just close with the same slide you opened with. That doesn't really impact them. You wanna, some people are more visual, some really want to see stats. So again, looking at presenting the same information in a different way will help really hone in on that message for them. So here you would say, remember, we were going after the retention number. We were doing an upsell, cross-sell. Here are some interesting things that came from it. We had a 20% half over half uh, marketing response to MQL increase. We had a 2.5x improvement in our conversion rates. We had a 22% year-over-year marketing source pipeline increase. So we're seeing a lot of positives. So we think we've done the right thing. I already mentioned we have a couple of gaps. Once we work through those gaps, I think we're going to see a big uptick. So see, this helps you reinforce the message and also go back to asking for what you need. It's a great way to position that need. Next, respond. This is where everybody drops off. They forget to respond. Somebody's going to have an idea, a question, a recommendation, something in the meeting, and that's perfectly fine. When we do the parking lot idea and we put things to the side, we need to go back to them. Um, keep in mind, these board members are probably on multiple boards. They have multiple companies they're working with. So making sure that you respond to them within 24 hours is key because once they're on that plane and gone, they've forgotten you. The other thing is you may have a question from a functional leader or a recommendation. Sometimes you'll have a, you know, a CTO make a recommendation like, why don't we do a podcast series? We think that would help. You might have tabled that because 15 minutes is not enough to discuss that and said, you know what, let's take a look at that and I'll get with you next week. If you say that, do that. My recommendation, because we're all so crazy busy and it's worse now with COVID, everything is spinning. We're so busy, we, we tend to just think we'll get to it and we don't. I used to block off the first half of the day after the board meeting. And that was my day to just follow up, catch up, and make sure that I did everything I was supposed to do. If your meeting got cut or your part of the meeting got cut really short and you have other things you wanted to say, great opportunity to compose an email with some uh, qualifying metrics or slides and say, I didn't get to this, but wanted you to be aware. Send it to them. If someone had a recommendation, Go ahead and evaluate that recommendation. Maybe set up a meeting with them. So make sure that, they, that you're actually following up with their recommendation. If you have a metrics issue, someone's questioning your metrics or wants a different metric and you weren't sure, honestly, the best thing is just say, I'll pull that data and get back to you. If you said that, go pull that data. Make sure that you're getting back to them within 24 hours so that you are actually following up and not dropping the ball because what's going to happen is they're going to forget you and then the next meeting, they're going to ask where it is. So again, parcel off that next day, about a half a day, and do all of your follow-up. Really, really important. So I know it's a lot to pack into a short presentation. Um, I actually love talking about this, so I'm happy to talk to you about it anytime. But really, I wanted to just reinforce, when you're presenting to the board, tell a story. Make sure that you know who you're telling it to, how they want to view that story, the information they need, but tell a story, keep it very compact and focused. Tie it back to your marketing plan, make sure they know what you're tying it to. 
the biggest thing for me is make sure your metrics are tied to that business impact. You are a marketing leader, but you're also a business leader. You want to make sure you're impacting the business. Don't overwhelm the board with multiple tactics. They're going to dig into them. And you're not going to want them to. It's going to be overwhelming. It's not going to have context. Next, um, a little, little thing. Make sure you show them what's coming. Um, but uh, I recommend sending this deck ahead of time if you can. Sometimes you're allowed to send it. Sometimes you aren't, depending on your relationship with the CEO and the board. But if you can send the full deck ahead of time, that's great. If you can send the deck and even give them some little questions like, notice on slide three, I have an issue. I want you to think about it. I have some options. That's great because you're prepping them before the board and before the board meeting in case they get distracted or you have to focus on something else uh, for the company. So send it ahead of time, give them a little warm up, and then always follow up as well. So I know this was quick, but I'm hoping that you got some value out of it and you feel more comfortable now going into your board meetings and you don't feel like you're gonna be attacked, that you don't feel like you're in front of the inquisition. So thank you, have a great day and have a great rest of the summit. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to Forrester's What It Means podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. To continue the conversation, follow Forrester on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Thanks for listening.